Hey, it's Sebastian for the Metal Gods Meltdown, and I'm joined by... Matt Snell from NVIDIA. It's great to be chatting to you tonight, and thanks for your time today. I want to say how stunning the NVIDIA album is. How pleased are you with the finished product, and what's the general feedback been, so, been like so far from media and fans? Uh, I mean, the record came out way better than I originally had thought it would. Uh, I knew it was going to be great, uh, just based on who I was working with. Uh, but as it was progressing in the studio, I was really just blown away. And I, I told my wife a few times, I was like, man, this is really turning into something amazing here. I haven't had this feeling in many years with a record. So uh, pretty excited about it. Um, all the feedback we've been getting has been, you know, amazingly positive. Uh, been doing real good at radio here in the States and winning our cage matches and, uh, our tour went really well. We had some good reception there. Uh, it's been overall just a blessing. No, no other way to describe it. Did you all contribute to the songwriting process, or was that mainly left to Travis? Uh, no, that was everybody. Uh, there's no question. Travis did a lot of his own lyrics and things like that, but uh, the record is, is uh, you know, in my opinion, as good as it is because uh, of everyone's collaboration. Has it been an easy process to get the time to record the album, what with other band commitments, etc.? Oh, it wasn't a problem. It's just a matter of, you know, scheduling and making things important to you. So if something's important to you, you make time for it. And, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty experienced in this area, so we knew what needed to be done and in what order. So it was just a matter of, you know, when do you want me in Vegas? I'll be there. I can get there in an hour in a plane. So, you know, I lived there for many years. I got plenty of resources there. So it was easy for me to get down. And record and uh, every, the other two guys were already there, so piece of cake, really. Personally, I feel as the sun sleeps, encapsulates all of your creative experiences and makes for a hell of a killer album without any fillers. Would you say that is a fair comment? Without question. Uh, one of my biggest things about it uh, is that it is a record you listen to from front to back. It's not something you're going to pick a song out of. It's such a diverse record um, that there's really something for everybody. And I think that once you put it in, I mean, there was a lot of back and forth just to get the order correct because it really flows a certain way. And we wanted to convey a mood as you went through the tracks all the way. You know, the title track is the last song. You know, it's uh, it's uh, had nothing to do with like that was the statement. Every song is a statement on its own. And it, it really just is a well-rounded record, which I don't think you see too much anymore. Why the title As the Sun Sleeps? As the Sun Sleeps kind of came up, you know, we're Vegas kids and uh, we go out at night. That's, you know, the lyric as when the uh, nightfall comes, the demons come out to play. And, you know, having lived in Vegas for many years, you know, we wake up at, you know, afternoon, four or five o'clock and we don't leave the house until 10 o'clock that night to start our day because it's just too damn hot. It, uh, it kind of just it was a good metaphor for us and, and the band, you know, with the meaning of the name NVIDIA, it, you know. People go out at nighttime and prowl, and this is when we do our best work. And it's, it's, it, nighttime is, is no different uh, in Vegas than daytime. Everything's <laughs> open. You know, everything's functional. It's just the sun's down, and it's yeah. little, you know, 10 degrees cooler. If you had to pick your favorite track of As the Sun Sleeps, which would you choose and why? That's really tough, and it changes. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be driving the kids to school or whatever, and I'll, it'll just hit me one day. That, Man, I really love this track. And then... The next track comes on. I really love that track. So I, 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 it sounds cliche, but I like all of it. 
Um, everything to me is, is amazing. Like I said, there's just so much different stuff on there. It kind of just grabs you day by day what mood you're in and, and what activity you're involved in versus driving, skiing, boating, working at a desk, you know, reading. It just depends on where I'm at. I, I don't think I could actually pick one. Sort of a similar question. Which two tracks would you play to me to introduce me to NVIDIA? Uh, tough question. Um, probably Feed the Fire and then I do a medley of Rotten and uh, as the sun sleeps and i think if you listen to all that it pretty much shows the versatility of the band but you know again i can't beat this drum hard enough it's, there's a lot of good material on this record it's not one thing it, it brings a lot of i draw a lot of parallels back to the way the fist record i did with uh, five finger death punch where that was a record you put in the beginning and you let it play because you like the whole record it's very much that energy for me when i hear it so what are the plans tour festival-wise, and do you plan to hit Europe? Well, absolutely, we plan to hit Europe. I mean, we're signed to a record label based out of Germany, so that's no question. Um, I'm ready to go whenever. I love going over the, over the pond. Um, as far as touring, we have a couple tours uh, that are lined up now. Uh, we're just not in a position to advertise them yet as they're support tours for us, so we want to let the headliners choose the date and outlet for announcing those tours. Um, so in the very near future, as in the next week to two weeks, we'll start announcing our you know, tour dates. Those will all be you know uh, stuff over here in the states. Um, but as soon as possible, you know, we've already told our label from the minute we signed that we're ready to come over. You know, we're geared up, we're ready to go, and I made sure everyone's passports were clear about <laughs> two months ago. So you know, because that's a little bit of a tricky situation for us now mm. uh, with things the way they are over here. So uh, we're ready to go the minute we can get there. You know, it's my favorite place. Is is honestly, I love being over in the UK. Been there probably ten times. It's just it's like a second home, especially if you've toured all over the rest of Europe to come home and have money you understand and people <laughs> that will talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Which parts of uh, the UK do you like the most? Uh, um, you know, I really enjoy being in London. Um, I, there's an energy there that I find that was kind of the same way. I lived in Los Angeles for about a decade, and and London to me, uh, the people still had the same. Uh, you know, they're up and they're doing stuff, and there's a just a vibe to it. I, I like the busyness and the, and the chaos, and it's a beautiful city too. I mean, just to sit and be able to take time in to go and look around, and I always just felt really welcome there. Well, hopefully you get up to play further up north if, when you do come over, up to Glasgow, Edinburgh, and all that lot. That'd be amazing. Um, yeah, we did Glasgow. I've been to Glasgow twice. Yeah. I had a really good time. It was, of course, raining. Yeah. Uh, that's what I remember the most. It was cold. We went there in the winter. But uh, great crowd, um, amazing response, nicest people ever. Can't say enough about it. You know, I just love it. Can you remember the first time you played in front of a live audience and how it felt to have people actually watching and listening to your band? Yeah, I mean, it was... You know, I was raised on performing music. Everyone in my family is in the in music in one way or another, and they perform, and or they're actors. And so, getting on stage, there was no fear because I was prepared. I was just excited and and glad that it was finally you know happening. We finally get to do it, and it it goes like a blur the first couple times, and you don't even remember it happened because <laughs> you're so in the moment. And it's one of those rare times when you can be completely in the moment. So kind of yearn for that feeling again the metal scene seems to be thriving with so many fantastic albums coming out um what are your feelings on the metal stroke rock scene do you feel it's strong and never gonna die uh, i think it, it music is a lot like fashion and it goes in waves and comes around in circles so you know we saw 
clothes that were unacceptable for many years that are now completely acceptable. Therefore, the music gets to kind of come around in circles too. So I don't think it's going to die just from that standpoint as it will evolve. And, and as another generation comes up and says, I don't want to like the bands that my older brother likes. I want to like my own bands. It'll give birth to a new direction for what they consider rock and metal. I, I, the only thing I've noticed is, you know, as the years have gone by with the internet is people try to classify it a little too much for my liking and, put everything into a folder. Oh, it's this type of metal or that type of metal instead of, you know, we're just all the bands that are having trouble getting on the radio. Let's just call it that, <laughs> you know, and let's keep doing our thing. I, I think it's inherently uh, a genre of music that's built to not die. You know, it's never going to go away. It festers. And I think it's a wonderful quality. Absolutely. I was new to heavy metal. Which two albums would you give me to listen to? <sighs> new to heavy metal. I would say pick up Master of Puppets so you know where you're coming from, and anything by 12 Foot Ninja. I mean, I started collecting music in 1985. I got music for days, you yeah, know, all yeah. kinds of stuff. So there's, I mean, I, an education in music is, is a never-ending thing. It's a journey. It's not really like, oh, now I got it. I've heard all these bands, because someone will always play something you didn't hear of or knew or something you didn't get around to yet, and you're like, wow, it blows your mind for a couple of days, and you really dig into it. It's just nice for someone to say someone different than Judas Priest. Priest you know, I grew up listening to them. I love them. They're great. I respect them. Everything. You know, where does it start? You know, exactly. there's no, you know, just, I, I just, for me growing up, Master of Puppets was the record you should learn to play on guitar. And uh, it encompassed, you know, at the time, the best that metal had to offer. And, but that's a, that's a result of everything that happened in the seventies. So it's, uh, I, I think if you went back to there and started somewhere mid eighties, it'll explain you know, and help you ignore a lot of what happened in some of the 90s and then mm. get back into what's happening now and look at it and go, man, look at the, the difference in the sound and the difference in the, the writing and the style and everything. It's just it's, it's amazing. I love it. Do you manage to keep up to date with the new metal releases? And can you tell me what was the last album you listened to? Ooh, last album I listened to was 21 Pilots, which is not a metal record at all. <laughs> Um, I keep up with my music, but I don't limit it just to metal. You know, I, I pick up a lot of my metal while we're touring because, you know, we tour with other bands who have stuff and there's a lot of long drives. So yeah. with the downtime, we listen to a lot of music. So I picked up, uh, got into Porcupine Tree a lot in the last tour. I was a little late to that party and uh, I'm a huge Opeth fan. So it was easy for me to gravitate to that. But, uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time on Damian Marley lately. So it's kind of... I'm all over the place when it comes to music. I'm a welcome recipient of all of it. I know you've had like lots of highlights in your career, but if you could pick one out of the air now, which would it be? Donington Park, 2010, Five Finger Death Punch show. The picture's in the second record. It's unbelievable. It's 70,000 people. We crushed the place. It got shut down for starting a riot. Something happened, and we all just kind of looked at each other and said, man, if it ended today, we did it. <laughs> you know, it was just one of those. It was our second time at Download, and, and just, you know, life-changing experience. Behind my back, let's hear you say it to my face I've heard the words behind
has changed so much over the years with the internet etc what are your feelings are you glad you started in music back when you did rather than the present day uh no not at all uh, i think it's a lot easier today uh, i think it's harder to make to make money and and but you're not supposed to be in this for money you know it's just it's art and if you happen to luck up and be successful then good on you pass it along to somebody else um i think that today's climate has just made it the world's more accessible. It's a lot smaller place than it was 20 years ago. So I can get on and I can work online. And um, I have, I'm talking to you right now through a computer. I couldn't have done that, you know, a long time ago. No. So there's just so many tools available now to somebody to promote and work their band. Not only that, but you can go online and do, give yourself an education. What are the other bands doing that you're not doing? What are styles you're able to find more music to help your creativity? There's just, it's an endless sea of knowledge and information if you look at it the right way you know from that standpoint it's wonderful there's been some setbacks you know when you deal with the monetary compensation because people steal your music mm. you know it's, and that people laugh oh it's no big deal it, it's the whole reason that concerts are expensive now yeah. it's the whole reason that bands don't have money now is because people are stealing music you know so on that side it's unfortunate that people take technology and steal it but you know we used to dub cassettes back to back and you know, record records when you didn't have any money. And I think that's cool until you're about 13 or 14, then you need to get a job and earn money and buy records. That's what I did, you know. Exactly, yeah. And also, obviously, obviously the differences with the internet. 
they, they, people they, they download these albums and then they share it to the world and it's not sort of like just getting a tape and sharing it with mates is it it's, it's, exactly yeah, yeah you have to you have to kind of keep up with it you know we're gonna have to our record comes out in a week mm-hmm. uh, March 31st and you know we're gonna have to employ some people to sit on there and, and try and get stuff taken down off of YouTube and everywhere else that's not you know authorized by us because the mm-hmm. bottom line is why we want the music shared you know, we need to be able to put gas in the tour bus and we need to be able to pay salaries and get crew and, you know, purchase merchandise to sell. You know, it's like it's just that's the business side of things that it's always going to be a little bit of a challenge. Uh, but I think it's just important to always spread a message to people of responsibility and respect. And, and you know, even if you only like a couple songs, then just buy a couple songs. You have that luxury today. Absolutely. You know, anything more. you do is ultimately helping the band be a band. Yeah. And, you know, the bands that have the freedom and ability to make good music, it's because they're not having to focus so much on the money in the business. They're able to take care of what they're supposed to be doing. Couldn't agree more. I mean, I've had the album a couple of weeks and I've not gotten around to reviewing it yet. And I'm dying to take, dying to take it to the gym, but obviously I'm not going to take it to the gym until after release date. Cause it's one, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's one hell of an album that's going to be really good to work out to, I think, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I work out to it. I ski to it. I, you know. Exactly. <laughs> I listen to it all the time, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so this is a quick fire round. Small, intimate gig or festival? Uh, Festival. Vinyl or digital? Digital. Mosh pit or beer in your hand? Mosh pit. Reality TV or a brick thrown at the TV? Brick thrown at the TV. Right, this one, you might not want to answer. Trump or Putin? Ooh. Thatcher. Love that one. That's a really great answer. Do you have any final words for your fans and our listeners? Uh, thank you for having us. First and foremost, please check us out. You know we're on the on the interwebs. They're not hard to find. Uh, please buy the record. You know, support us so that we can come over and entertain you. You know, we're gonna we're definitely on our plans to come and visit. Spend as much time as possible. Our management uh, actually has a, a residence there in London, so we have a place to stay. We're ready to come over. We can't wait to see you. I can't wait to see all of you again, since I've been so warmly welcomed in years past. And uh, you know, we hope to see you out there real soon. This is Matt Snell from Nvidia, and you are listening to the Metal Gods Meltdown. <laughs>